calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. My name is Aram, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm the writer and producer of the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, God's Fall. My name's Dylan. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm a physicist from Canada. Welcome to Kill Every Monster. This week on Kill Every Monster, we are featuring methods. The Monster Manual describes methods as capricious little imp-like creatures native to the elemental planes. They come in six varieties, each one representing the mixture of two elements. We are joined by Juni Rudis. Juni is a pro GM, content creator, and very nerdy dad. When he's not running after his adorable toddler or co-hosting Warlocks and Waffles, the only 8 a.m. TTRPG morning show, he brings characters to life on TTRPG streams and podcasts. Inexplicably, he still finds time to watch too much anime and keep up with his other favorite fandoms and hobbies, such as Pokemon, Power Rangers, more anime, and board games. Welcome to the show, Juni. Hi, I am so excited to be here. We are very excited to have you. This is another one of those like little sort of unsung treasures of the monster manual, like both between that whole mixture of elements thing and also just these are so much more fun than most of the little mooks you can throw at people. Junie, what is a method? A method is a little uh, moat of elements given personality is how I say, because they're not uh elementals in the way we think of fire elemental water earth wind fire all the avatar stuff um because those are usually just like they are an embodiment of whatever that is a collection of it these little guys i i I loved them I, i fell in love with them because i misread their monster stat block because i was uh doing an encounter i needed to some way to jazz it up and i was like what else can i throw that that has ice and i found ice methods and i misread the first one, it said summoner variant. And I just thought that meant, oh, things can summon this thing. So I had a dragon summon a bunch of ice methods. And even though they weren't, yeah, they weren't difficult for the party. 
they made the encounter more dynamic as far as they couldn't just surround and pound the, the young dragon. And when they when they die, they explode, which is the fun thing of all methods. They explode. I then started using them in any encounter that I needed to spruce up. Oh, you're 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 in a swamp and there's a, a bog witch. Boom, mud methods. Oh, you're in a volcano. You fail this check or something. Magma, lava, fire method. They became my little putty patrollers that I would just throw into everything to make it more complicated. And I can bring it up or down depending on how I do it. And they're easy enough where it doesn't make it like impossible. No, they have what, like 15 to 20 hit points a piece. Like that's one or two hits. Yeah, the highest is 12, I think. The highest is 27. You're looking at the AC. 27. I'm looking at the AC. Yeah, the highest is 27. We have talked multiple times about how dragons really should get their spells back. And I like the idea of dragon spells scaling. So that could have just been flock of familiars. You know, that would be totally sensible for a dragon to be able just to pull a couple ice memphis out of the air. And, and dragons are supposed to like influence their their surroundings in some way. So for me going like I just had these spires of ice come up and then shatter and then like a video game like and then those are the bad guys there. And that and that's how like they were like, oh, it's a dragon. We're going to surround it. And then I was like, you thought and then boom, spires and that. But I, I did it with the, diff the different types, you know, and, and they work in so many different scenarios uh, from so many things. And it really can trip up that player that's like i already know all this thing and it's just like oh no you don't no you thought it is super fun to shift the ground beneath your player's feet at the perfect like tense moment it's and, and, and they all love it like it, they may complain a little bit but they really love it and in the end it, it makes a much more memorable encounter Methods are something that you gloss over in the monster manual because you see them and they're like little fucking elemental goblins is all they really are. <laughs> yeah, they have an entire build like you look at them and it is just <laughs> made material. An elemental like a proper fire elemental feels like something like it is born of the elemental plane of fire. It came forth and has consciousness. It's this actual being methods seem like a whoopsie daisy of nature like they really just seem like nature made a mis there was too much elemental energy and it just kind of walked out if the elementals are the core beings like if they are born from the spark of the elemental plane then methods feel like the residue you look at them goblin with wings but they all have two things in addition to being a shitty little elemental goblin with wings they all have a breath weapon and they all explode when they die. And, and then there's the summoner variants that can summon more methods. They have a 25% chance to summon a D4 methods. Which just is such a chaotic encounter. When you're killing enemies, they're exploding. They're all throwing breath weapons around. Some of those breath weapons don't even do damage. They're just like, I think the dust method they, they is blind. Yeah, obscure area. Smoke is like, it can obscure the area. But when you click on, like if you're online and you click on it or... They have personalities, which the the other ones don't. So like I never clicked on the ice method when I when I was using it originally. And then I kind of went back and they're comprising fridge, frigid air and water. Ice methods are aloof and cold, surpassing all other methods in pitiless cruelty. And I was like, wait, what? 
Composed of earth and fire, magma methods glow a dull red color as they perspire beads of molten lava. They are slow to comprehend the meaning of others' words and actions. Like, fantastic. All the elementals are usually like neutral. These are neutral evil. So these these things like doing the bad, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, so this one likes doing harm to other things. I was using them as like mindless uh, little foot soldiers in my instance. But then I was like, wait, so these things exist. These things are just something that can be out there like a goblin. Yeah. And then do they <laughs> then it went then it was a crazy rabbit hole. Of, do they have societies like hold on do they? There's like troops. What do you call like a, a congregation, a flock of methods, a flock of methods? Yeah. yeah so it, it, it was a long rabbit hole. And um and but there is a distinction between like them and like the elemental, like a fire elemental and then a magma method. It's it's they're different things and, and not, you know, genies and all that stuff. They're elementals, too. There's a lot of things that are elementals. The troll episode is sort of my my go to for like this was a monster that I looked at only as a mook. I really like these specifically because, like I said, they look like an accident. I don't want them to have societies. I don't want them to really imply anything about the world, except that sometimes there's so much magic that stuff walks away. Like sometimes it's very, very cold out and there's a dragon and it's influencing the the lair. And there's just so much magic that like some of the ice just crawls around, grows some wings and the dragon looks at it and swats it. And that's it. That one's dead now. I love these as like just a tiny little magical pestilence. Although my favorite bit of it that sort of uh, contradicts me is the base description of them. They're referred to as ageless tricksters and they gather in large numbers on the elemental planes and in the elemental chaos. Whenever you say something is ageless, there's an immediate assumption of some degree of wisdom or cleverness or like... Like the dragons are ageless, demons and devils are ageless, hags are ageless. These still the highest mental stat for any of them is a plus one charisma. None of them gets above a plus zero intelligence or wisdom. Several of them are deep in the negatives on all of them. Like they are not clever creatures. They are immortal and just sort of not bright. And they like to mess with people. I, I keep looking at it as like the smoke one. Uh, they rarely speak the truth and love to mock and mislead other creatures. I do like the way it ties it back to that. So smoke, smoke and mirrors. It likes to mislead. The mud one. They drone their complaints to all who will listen and beg incessantly for attention and treasure. And it's like you get stuck on things. You get fixated on something. It's always fun when you hear like, you, you know, you have a creature and you're like, OK, I got to give it a flavor real fast and just knowing like, okay, mud, I can, you know, if I need a voice or I need to give it a, a quick personality trait to make this, this encounter more dynamic. And because they have so much personality, they're the perfect little monster that the players run into and then need for something. So they can't just kill it. It has to like temporarily hang out and be this annoying little bastard while they try and figure out the next step. You can also like... Jenny, just like you said, for balance, you can have the players fully overwhelmed and then just have the methods show up and it's they are ageless. This dragon is ageless. They have been waiting for an opportunity to fuck with a dragon, but we're too small to pull it off. So right now, this is where I get to like pull its tail a little bit. I'm going to write that down because the idea of having like a group 
uh, a gaggle of mephits uh, just join a party and like, we'll help you destroy that dragon. We've been, he's been looking at us the wrong way for, for, for centuries. <laughs> and then just like, he's melted many of us over many years. Just like a bunch of mephits standing menacingly. He's like, we're going to mess him up. But you're evil. It's like, yeah, and he, we want to be evil to him. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to be more evil to that guy. Do you think evil is only evil to good? Evil to everybody. We want to end that thing's life. <laughs> Just so happens more than want to end your life. Steam methods are apparently the uh, they've they're the self decreed overlords of all methods. They're arrogant and bossy. So the idea of fighting a red dragon near a lake and it's just it breathes and these scene methods come out and go no last time this is our lake we're on one kill everything the party is down to like the last few spell slots and then the methods just sit down on the treasure like no sorry this is mine actually let's say you're by that lake the dragon breathes the fire all that steam comes up the party's backed against it but they're holding on and then this swarm of methods arises behind they're like oh fuck as they dive towards them and past them and attack the dragon. I, I, I also love the, the, the dust methods. It finds death morbidly fascinating and that seems like that type of evil that they won't get their hands dirty. They just want to see the the despair they just want to see like you know what i mean it's just like they're, they're just eating popcorn and then like mm, yes it's delicious your <laughs> your pain <laughs> your pain sustains me mm, yes and that's the one that has a negative one intelligence i'm just imagining it like somewhere in a desert just like people are starving and things are dying and then it's just sitting there morbidly fascinated by death it's just following lizards crunch hmm it worked the same way that time. Yeah, I really thought that time it would work different. All right, find another one. Learning all the wrong lessons from death. Learning that you can kill a bunch of stuff. I also love their, their innate spell casting. The, the spells make sense. For, for the dust method, they get sleep. So it's like a, it becomes a Sandman type situation. I love that. The smoke one gets dancing lights, which I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. Could have done fog cloud, maybe. Well, they already did fog cloud for the ice method. They did fog cloud for ice. Magma's heat metal, which is, I know I would put a limitation on like touch or something like that, only because it's like, it's like I could look at you and make your metal hot. So like, I'm like, okay, all right, sure. Steam is blur, which is, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't use blur enough, but that is a step up. You just have an excuse now. And mud don't get a spell. They complain because they didn't get magic. I'll tell you, that's why I would complain. I would have given them, oh my God, incite greed or even like mold earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way the mud ones work is their breath weapon is restrained. Like you get covered in mud and then you can't move anywhere. So you have to sit there and listen to me. All right. Listen. So stop struggling. It's not, you're not going to get out. So what I want out of you, like it's just going to be a shakedown. The only one who doesn't get false appearance is the dust method. And that just seems like it'd be super easy. Mm hmm. There's dust everywhere. Why can't, why can't they fake it? Like, like in, a, in a dark area, if it's dark and then like, you know, it's like the motes of dust that kind of like, you know, hang in the air if like a little bit of light. Like, so if it's just, if it's, if it's already a dark area, a dust method would have advantage on stealth or something like that. Um, but I've definitely used ice methods as like, you know, 
stalactites and stalagmites just like in a, in a, in a cave. With their little wings shut? Yeah, just like closed like that. And then, you know, if some if they're asleep or if they're hiding for, for an ambush type of situation. The weakest justification possible, but it is very evidently a balance issue for them because like their breath weapon is blindness, which is a fucking major one to hit a party with. But then their uh, spell is sleep. Yeah. Like with that combination, like you have half the party isn't even fucking conscious. The other half can't hit you to save their life. They have disadvantage on everything. The casters can't target you because they need to be able to see you in the wording of the spell. And they're all blinded. A dust method can fuck a party up. A method is going to be less threatening at a, at a much higher level. But I've always thought that magic, if it's done collectively, can like be like, you know, a coven will like channel there. And I just imagine like if there was enough methods, what I, I think I would just stack their sleep spells into a pool. And then instead of like just the one spell is like that, it's just like all right, four of them cast. And then like that's however many d8 or whatever it is and then make that the pool you just let them pile up the spell slots yeah you know it's like they're all sacrificing their thing and they're all using their action to do it but like it could now take out like a higher level something or other or multiple higher level somethings the idea of just raw stacking spell slots is always a little risky but when you have something that can be taken out at high level with like a swing it's an action you make the choice to kill a method and that's it you have it where just one starts casting. That's its action. Your turn. And then the next one starts casting. And none of the spells go off until the end. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. gives the party ample time to interfere with it. And I don't feel bad about pulling that kind of shit at that point. Like you have every opportunity to short circuit this and smush the last method or whatever. One note on this on the sleep spell that I've always liked that I was in a game and they used it as an alternate rule. Normally sleep is just cast on an area. And then it goes by hit points, whoever got the lowest first goes to sleep and on up. The thing that they change is that if you touch a creature, you can focus sleep 100% there. You don't have to spread it around, but you have to physically touch them in order to make it happen. I really like the idea that a spell could change depending on what range you're at. Yeah, no, that is good. That's interesting. Stuff like in the old Final Fantasy games, you could just decide to take whatever spell you were using and target multiple people, like attack the entire enemy party. But now it's going to do way less damage. Right. Exactly. Obviously, we can't just like blindly apply that. You can't just be like, okay, fireball. I'm just going to do one guy. There's some balancing to figure out. But like the raw idea is solid. We've talked a lot about what these little fuckers can do. Are Mephits monsters? I think some of them are. Like The, the ones that are, the, I, I think that the common thread that everybody's isn't a monster or not, it's just like, do you find joy in like harming innocent children? Like families, like, you know, villages? Do you like, are you maliciously going out of your way to do the evil? It's one of those ones where it's just like, it's neutral evil. And it's like this one just likes death it's not trying to kill anybody but it's also not going to help you be you know undead it's going to like it's like yeah sure i want to i want to they would watch like that particular method would watch you in a very bad situation and not help you they're called neutral evil and that neutral like gives a connotation it's more like bastard evil yes so you know but the one that is like the mud method you know they just want to complain and talk so that one is like well 
you know, if I, if I don't let you die, you'll, you'll, you'll give me something. There's something in it for me, or I can keep talking about my screenplay or whatever it is. They'll, they'll, they'll be able to just, they'll get what they want. Um, and some of them, what they want is like, I want, I want this thing. I want, I want, you know, to, to feel this pain. And I want to feel like your pain, your misery are all methods, monsters. Uh, no, but I, you know, there's that capability cause they are, they're jerks. They're, they're that bastardy evil as, as you said it. And I, I, I completely agree with that. I would say rather than monsters, they are just little fucks. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way to summarize it. <laughs> they're like malicious fairies. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did you see what I did? You see what I did to his legs? His legs are broken yeah. now. It's like, yeah, yeah, his legs <laughs> what are broken. A prank. Now. That's not a prank. <laughs> yeah. Wait for this one. I tied that guy's shoes together, and then when he stands up, I'm gonna stab him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great prank. They suck. They suck so much. <laughs> I, I used them for so long as just mindless drones, and then there'll be that that reoccurring bad guy you love to hate. Every new area, there's a new flavor of methods you want to hate. I don't know if this is with all elemental creatures, but if they die, they go back to the elemental plane. They're they're not just like they're because they have that element of just raw elemental mm-hmm. essence. They never it's like a transference of energy. It's not just they're dead. They just go back to wherever they came from. You cannot destroy energy. That's a law of the universe, right, Dylan? Yeah, that's that's thermodynamics, which doesn't apply to Dungeons and Dragons because there's fucking magic around. I know, but the idea that it does here a little bit where you can't kill the energy that is an elemental. It will always go somewhere. And you can have the same douchey methods over and over again. We've talked about this very thing with the Ableth episode where it'll come back. It'll remember and it'll come back. The idea that a method keep like you did, you dealt with it at first level, but every once in a while, that fucker keeps coming back with a new trick and a new and a new ploy to mess with you. The idea of it coming back for revenge and it's like 40 years later, 30 years later, it finds your grandkid. And it's like a 10 year old. And it's just this little dust method who wanders over and pushes over a child like and that's for when and then just grandma with a broom just be thing. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's the thing. They, they, they can come back and they might have learned something, but they're not more intimidating. I did something similar with like a, a, a fairy dragon, uh, but it makes so much more sense with methods where it's just like, you thought you got rid of me, but now I'm back and I'm better than ever. And they have like maybe a dagger or something stupid, but they still <laughs> right. one shotted. Um, and like, no matter what they, they're not worse. They're just the, the gag, the throwaway gag of it's just like the Jesse and James of, of, of the game. It's just like, that's right. I'm back and I have friends now. What are you going to do? And then you still punch them. Like the only time that your wizards unarmed striking something <laughs> uppercutting a method. This is one of the few times where I'm like, you know what would make a method better? Like a third of the hit points. I want them to suck a little more. You want them to go down quick, one hit and gone. And then they just pop. Especially like a poof. Yeah. Junie, what would you do to change methods in 5th edition? I would highlight their personalities more in their stat block. I like them and I would like just certain things highlighted about them. If I could say one thing that I just would never want changed. I know for some things that it's like, hey, there's a lot of flavors of the same thing. 
and you just put them all together and then flavor it fire water. I do like that. This one has sleep. This one has this. This one has that. I like that they're like that. And and uh, that is I know that it's not answering the question. That's completely fair, though, because like, honestly, this feels like one of the ones where they just got it more or less right. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. I didn't want to be the one. No, no. <laughs> it's funny. It's just like, no, you're allowed to have opinions. And, and it's just like, yeah, I'm allowed to have opinions. But my opinion is that I love this one the way it is. And I think it's fine. That's the exact same conclusion we came to with the vampire. It's just really well done. It fits the character perfectly. Not a lot of notes. Only thing I would say, I love that a lot of them have damage vulnerabilities. I love that there's a way to like take them out easy if you figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. I've always thought vulnerabilities are a little boring. It does double damage, which is fine. It might also be neat if like, if you hit the magma method with enough ice or water, it'll turn into a stone, at least for a couple of rounds. If you, you can scatter the dust method with a gust of wind, but it'll pull itself back together next round. I like the idea of little triggers that then change the encounter instead of just rolling more dice every time. I think generically you're 100% right. I think that is a cool thing to do. And I think we talked about it in the case of like a dragon. You know, you soak the fucking red dragon, the fire breath doesn't work for a little while. For something so small, I want these to be bite size and smashable. And the fact that right. they have these little buttons where it's just if you hit them right, you cast fucking burning hands on a cloud of dust methods and it turns out, hey, particulate matter floating in the air just goes up. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What does an average day on campus look like for you? Snoopy is a little kobold. If you think of the janitor from Goodwill Hunting. Will. Will did a great job keeping that college clean, but also Will could solve the problems on the chalkboard. Snoopy is a fantastic custodian, keeps this place clean, well, as ship shape as it can be for this university, but also innately has sorcerer magic from their draconic bloodline. So they could be a full-time student here, but circumstances, uh, that's just not how it worked out. And they are currently the custodian, but he's very happy to be in the school and he'll frequently like on his breaks be in the library leafing through books and things like that you know that one of the not the worst one of the buildings that requires the most upkeep is the conjuration building oh yeah water damage fire damage earth damage air da elemental planes damage in general uh there was the one time that a devil came out that room got ugly Oh, it was the worst. Have you ever tried to get sulfur out of curtains? 
It's a nightmare. It's a bad day. And even then, like, you went to the department and told them to replace him. But, you know, they just let it air out. Chain link curtains would have been the thing he would have suggested. And they're like, well, but it doesn't keep out the light. Like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you tried. <laughs> exactly. So you're wandering through. Uh, you've kind of meandered through the building as needed. And there is a first year practicum takes place around this time in the semester every year and you're waiting out there in the hallway as just the course sort of empties out people are just leaving uh they all seem a little frazzled some a little bit worse for wear it's a conjuration class sometimes those get a little bit messy Last one out of the room, uh, and it's like through the door, just with the door open enough to let his body out, and then the, shuts the door behind them. Professor comes. A elven man, tenured. Looks like he's 25, but tenured because elves. Walks out, looks around, and then looks down. Hi. Snoopy. Yes. I do need to give you some warning. Mm. This was the Mephit day. Oh, dear. And he just sort of pats you on the head. Mm hmm. Elves. I like it, though. Little <laughs> dog boy. Best of luck. We managed to dispel most of them, but. I'm on a bath. If you have to dispel the room, I can. I can recast the wards. Just. Best of luck. Consider it done. Snoopy is on the cave. He goes, reaches down by his side, grabs nothing, opens the door, like just enough to snake his arm inside. You see him actively wince, come out. There is a singe mark in the sleeve of his robes and what appear to be at once a burn and a bite mark on his forearm. A Snoopy reaches up and just touches his sleeve and casts Mending. There you go, Both. The entire time, this is just this active, like, you fix the sleeve, but his arm is horribly <laughs> exactly. injured. So the wince does not die down at all. It's just... <laughs> Thank you, Snoopy. You are welcome. Goes off whistling. He walks out down the hallway. You are left at the door of the Conjuration Practicum room. <sighs> the giant door. Yeah, it's a good two, nearly three times your height because you're like two feet tall. Um, would there always be like, in these, in these kind of fantasy worlds, would there always be like a secondary doorknob? Would there have to, you know what I mean? Would there have to be two or is he just going on his tippy toes every time? I think the base assumption is that the gnomes can cast Mage Hand. I assume you have like your little sort of custodial cart. Yes, I do. There are the two options of stepladder on the cart or no stepladder, climb the cart. Also, this cart is like, it's got the normal things, the cleaning agents, right? But it's also got like acids and it's got bases and it's got maybe some like magical degreaser. Like there's a bunch of little things that he's collected to deal with all the little individual problems. The universal solvent so that you mm -hmm. can dissolve the sovereign glue or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Enchanted sawdust. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're relatively well-equipped. So, look at this door, and I just kind of like, 
Snoopy, you got this. And he just pushes the door open. The room is in chaos. There are what are normally like chest high tables for like little experiments. None of them are upright. Stools are strewn everywhere. One stool is stuck with one leg through the glass of the window, but it's still just sticking out, jutting up at like a fucking 70 degree angle. The walls of the room are covered in engravings, just deeply gouged out runes that you recognize are binding spells, a permanent magic circle to prevent anything in this room from leaving this fucking room. And throughout, just doing whatever they goddamn well please, is a small swarm of methods. Junie, do you want to tell me what some of you are up to? (laughs) The first thing that happens is everybody stops moving. And you will see just a lot of methods either holding up chairs, putting each other in (laughs) wastebaskets... Or uh, in the case of um, a very wispy steam method uh, trying to call shots from the teacher's desk, uh, standing authoritatively, uh, everybody just kind of stops what they're doing and slowly tilts their head up and over a little bit and just stares at the door, not moving yet. Um, but everybody stops what they're doing. Somebody's definitely like punching another one. Uh, somebody's like ripping up books. One of them is in fully midair and they've stopped flapping. When you say everyone stopped moving, they fully stopped moving. He doesn't fall. Yeah. They're magic. They don't actually have to flap their wings. They just keep doing it. <laughs> They're, you're looking around like you can definitely see at least four of them. Oh. But seeing several upside down trash cans seeing the desks all like this is not a safe count i would like to then with my arcane knowledge that i have acquired on my lunch breaks yes i would like to look at these creatures i know they're methods because i was told so but i want to know what i'm like can i tell what kinds of methods i'm looking at i want you to roll me an arcana and we're going to give you advantage because this is something that you have been warned about before. From gotcha. the sounds of it, you've never dealt with Mephit Day proper, but this is one of those things where like... It's a yearly thing. It's always the disaster. Yeah. The first year course always has to summon Mephits because it's one of the best contained ways to directly interact with the elemental planes. However, if you summon an earth elemental, yeah, if it goes wrong, it's absolutely horrible. It takes a whole fucking squad to take one of those fuckers down. But usually they're pretty inert. Right. They're big rocks. These guys, little bastards, fly around, cause havoc. If something goes wrong with a method, you can stop it. But also the odds of something going wrong when you summon a method are near 100%. Right. They're gremlins with wings that also have elemental powers. Yes. All right. I rolled an 18 and, and a 17. So 18 plus 3 is 21. Judy, pick your favorite four methods. You don't have to pick four unique ones either if you want to throw in two of something well within your rights. Well, there, there, there's definitely the, the steam one uh, that is uh, calling shots. There is uh, an ice method uh, that is uh, trying to like be be the other one that is like trying to like 
take authority from the steam method, but is still like like subservient, it seems like, to that one. The star scream of the group. Yeah. Yes, that's really good. Yes. Or like an ice cream. <laughs> Shut up. There is the, the mud method that uh, definitely stopped uh, moving uh, and it was just kind of like, what? Uh, it is kind of taking like a while to process this. And do I have any say on like placement of methods? 100%. You have absolute control of whatever is happening in this room, aside from the demand that it must be carnage. So you open the door and I am everybody freezes and then just uh, the steam method would just go in a, in a very hissy voice. It's like look up and go. Ow! And the dust method that is above the door will cast sleep straight down. Like it's like a bucket like that was placed there as a prank. Uh, and they are going to try to immediately try to sleep whoever comes in so they can try to run out the door because they can't get out otherwise. <laughs> I love that. Whether or not this will work, I don't know. But yeah. they think that if something comes through that because, as you said, this happens every year. And as we've discussed, some of these are the same guys. These things just go back when they die. Mm -hmm. This is their year. This is the year they're getting out. <laughs> okay. Sleep. Well, I've got 23 hit points. So you tell me if that works. I believe it's 5d8. This is going to be the shortest one ever. <laughs> oh, no. It rolled real bad. That's 11. I like, oh, suddenly feel a little woozy. You see this little kobold kind of weaving back and forth and blinking his eyes. Does not go down. <laughs> he shrugs humorously at the camera like, oh. they would just kind of like all have a, a look of frustration, but you get definitely get to do some before they could take actually. <laughs> I think that Snoopy would take a deep breath. He has the cantrip gust, so just kind of and have it be enough to blow the dust off him and shut the door. Because he knows he has to deal with this. Then it sounds like this would be an appropriate time to roll for initiative. Oh, I rolled a natural one. So that's going to be one plus three is four. You're going last. Two rolled one. Okay. Oh, wow. The ones that rolled a one are the the dust one and that has a plus two so that would be a three and then the ice one has a plus one so that's a two i'm not last i'm not even Guy. second to last and i wrote a natural one congratulations you're slightly more accomplished than the shitty elemental goblins <laughs> the mud method though is surprising though the one that is supposed to be slow and unresponsive is the one that's quickest to the action Give me our order operations on methods. Uh, it's uh, mud, then steam, and then uh, ice and dust. And then Snoopy. S-N-U-P-I. He would look to the the steam method uh, shrug because uh, it's like we haven't gotten this far. <laughs> there was no plan past just putting me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just left? Well, we can't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's just going to like shrug and then, man, uh, he's gonna. I, honestly, he's gonna like just wait for orders. Like I, this is this is all he would do. He's just like. What are we doing? 
to the frustration. Uh, I mean, he hasn't fully, he, he probably looks to the dust method like, is it going to work? He probably hasn't fully realized that the plan's already gone bad. What do we do, boss? What are we doing? So he's going to uh, wait for an order. <laughs> Fair <laughs> to, enough. To do something. <laughs> Conveniently, next up in the initiative is the steam method, is boss. Get him, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to, uh, and the steam method will do something. He will immediately, it's just like, we're getting out of here. And he's going to cast Blur. Uh, and I think he that's concentration, right? He, can, he just stays blurry for a minute. So your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering to all who can see you. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. An attacker is immune to this effect if they don't rely on sight, has blind sight, or has true sight. So um, I'm going to make it so it is uh, harder to hit me. It's hot wind. So <laughs> just it's going to uh, position itself up and closer to the door. That's the only thing that has gotten so far to like get out from its perspective. So um, he's going to position himself there and he's like a wavering. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like hot air over like asphalt in the summer. It's that mirage effect. Almost like a bad hologram of him just waving. Uh, and he's trying to strategically see an opportunity for him to do something. And that's that's going to be his go. And he's uh, looking at all the other ones. He's like, get him. We're going to get out. This is our chance. Snoopy. So before Snoopy was cleaning this room, he was cleaning out the rec room for the, it's basically the student lounge. Mm -hmm. And they're always leaving things there. And one of the things they left was a whole pack of darts. So he's got on him a mop, which is a quarter staff and a bunch of darts. And Snoopy also has magic, but is probably just, just gonna be like, all right, hang on. And he grabs a handful of darts and he just, Picks up one and flings one at that mud method right in front of him. All right. Give me an attack roll. That is going to be an 11 plus 5 is 16. Roll me some mud damage. 4 plus 3 is 7 from a dart. That's a pretty effective dart. Our mud method is starting to realize that the situation has escalated. It's going to be until it's turned that I finally realize. Wait a second. I throw that dart and I stand there and I'm like, Snoopy says, yeah, I gotta go back. Ice, having been told by two creatures in this room what to do, he is furious. He does not like being told what to do. And he is going to position himself point blank, yell in frustration, but he will also be casting Frost Breath. So it's a 15 foot cone and you have to succeed a DC 10 dexterity save. That's going to be a 7 plus 3 is 10. Just save. Just got you it. Just save. So you take, uh, yeah, I rolled a 5, so half of that. Like if I was grass on a particularly cold morning, just this thin layer of frost over me. Yeah, you might even find it refreshing. I don't know. <laughs> it, it only nipped you a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's super pissed now. He's super pissed. <laughs> like, and then now Snoopy's like, Grr. so they're <laughs> both kind of like angrily growling at each other. And then the camera pans up to the dust method, last in the initiative order. The the dust method looks around. He's just like, oh, he's just going to he's going to do his breath weapon. And he's like, I got to keep throwing dust at this guy until he's done. 
it's more of like a clap yell because he's like, bah, bah, and it's just like uh, it's more sand and more dust. And that's another cone, and you have to do another DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Okay, Junie, roll me a DC 10 dexterity saving throw because you specifically told me that the ice method got up to point blank range. If anyone was going to like do friendly fire, it sounds like a method that's what would I'm do thinking. friendly fire. Yeah. Fair. And he would not care. You're correct. He does not get blinded. But uh, you saved out of getting blind as well, right? No, I did not. I rolled a three plus five is eight. I failed. Oh, so you're you're blinded for one minute. Oh, dear. That's going to make this hard. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. All right. Coming back to the top. Mud method. All right. Just slowly pulling a dart out of the forehead. He's realizing that this isn't a good idea. He's like, oh, we're, we're actually, okay. All right. We're and he's gonna <laughs> belch a viscous <laughs> mud blob at him. I feel like it's going to be one creature. With, oh, so I'd have to go up. So I'd have to move up to it and then. Bleh. I love the image of this. It's still labeled as mud breath, but it's like it's got to be within five feet. Uh, yeah, I imagine throat hurling it, but no. Um, and uh, you got to make another DC, but DC 11 dexterity saving throw or get get caught and restrained in some mud. All right. DC 11 dexterity. That is going to be three plus three is six. I was going to check if blindness uh, affects dexterity saves, but apparently that doesn't matter. Floor is sticky. You can't see. And these little gremlins are like, we finally didn't, we're doing it. Everything's going in our, everything's going our way. This is it. Today's the day. I love that. Immediately, Steam can basically see this little guardian, the steward of the hallway, <laughs> is blinded, has no idea what's going on. It's completely restrained. The mud method has finally done their fucking job. You know how many years we've been trying to nail this combo? <laughs> we've been trying to execute... <laughs> This strat for years and <laughs> always gone wrong. It's Steam's turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to like just avoid, like, I'm not going to celebrate. Not yet. This is how we lost, like, seven years ago by celebrating way too early. Tried to do a little monologue and instead got magic missile back into the fucking plane. Yeah, just totally. See, exactly. It was terrible whisper very very uh cruelly into your ear uh which we're just gonna say these methods do speak whatever common um yeah, sure 100 uh oh this is steam not not ice no more dominion over the methods unless it's me and then he's going to claw that's a 15 to hit i have an ac 16 that does not hit but you're restrained, so... Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, both because you are blind and restrained. With advantage, I rolled lower the second time, so it's still a 15, uh, okay. so still bad. He would have been hit, but you whispered in his ear first. Yeah, he was cocky. So he was able to, like, lean out of the way. I don't think it's even a dodge. I think it's a you whisper in the ear and then go for the swing, and he just turns to face you and is in a slightly different position. Yeah, and I swipe, <laughs> and I'm still there, like... Oh. Like eyes wide, like uh, self sabotage. This has been the bane of like this method's existence. Like, I keep messing up. Be there fuming, literally. He's just blurry steam, fuming with anger. Snoopy, today is a bad day. Today is going pretty poorly. 
now that this has gotten a little bit out of hand and there's a little ice method right here, he turns to him and he's like, I always do my job. And you see his eyes light up and then you hear like a little tickle in the back of his throat as he opens his jaw and casts Dragon's Breath. And I wish to breathe fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell me what Dragon's Breath does because that is a... Casting time, one bonus action. Range, area, touch, slash, 15 feet in a cone. Okay, so that's a bonus action. That is a bonus action, correct. So, as an action, basically, you can breath weapon in a 15-foot cone. This is my bonus action. So, my main action, I'm going to use Gust to blow the sand out of my face again, hopefully to get advantage on the roll. Yeah, I'll give that to you. And then he's just going to breathe fire in a 15-foot cone. No, you're not. It is a bonus action to give yourself the ability to breathe fire as an action. Okay, so you see his eyes light up and you see fire building in his mouth. What's the uh, DC for that blindness? Uh, 10. It's still a deck save. You're trying to shake the dust off. Sure, right. 17 plus three is 20. That's enough. You are unblinded. You can roll another deck save to try to basically get out of the mud. <laughs> Well, actually, I know this is this is semantics here, but please, when you're restrained, do you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws? Yes, you do. Aram. So you have a disadvantage on shaking the dust off. But you gave yourself advantage, which makes it a straight roll. Right. So I can just reverse it. So that way it's going to be a uh, seven plus three is ten. That's still a safe. Just barely. Yep. You still. Yep. You got it. So he blows the dust out of his face. He's prepping his big weapon. And now I can roll again to try and get out of the mud. Then you can finally see the mud. Okay. Like, oh, fuck. And this one you just have straight disadvantage on. Okay. 12 and a natural one. He pulls one foot up, gets his hand stuck. It's like, oh, and he has to rip his hand out and he falls back. And he's like, he's constantly getting himself re-stuck in the mud. This is how you work with these guys. A combination of only used <laughs> groups of the same thing. This is brilliant. I'm like, this will work. All right. We can do it, boys. We can do it. It's the ice methods go. He is going to uh, try to steal the glory for himself instead of letting the steam method. Uh, and he's the Vegeta of the of the group. He's just like, <laughs> no, I'm going to. Uh, and, and it's like, I'm going to get us out of here. And uh, he's going to uh, try to take a, a slash uh, with his claws. Uh, that was an 11. Right now, you have this shimmering cloud of steam from the steam method you have the ambient dust that's still sort of in the air just not thick enough to blind anybody mm -hmm. then you have uh the kobold is getting ready to breathe fire in the residue of the ice breath so now there's just a little bit of extra sort of steam everything it is hard to see this like if you were doing this as a little cartoon this would legitimately just be a dust cloud with the occasional arm and wing sticking out of it Dustmavit's turn. He uh, did not get back his blinding breath weapons, which which all the breath weapons recharge, which thank gosh. This method finds death morbidly fascinating. And while watching this from this up here perch is, is great, you know, everything's getting obscured and stuff. It, I don't get to see it as much. You know, is there anything that I can see that might help us, you know, in any way, shape or form? I, I don't... <laughs> I'm asking to roll an arcana check as a method, essentially. <laughs> Perception or arcana check. Can this method divine anything that this time we can turn the tables using their own school crap against them? 
Give me an arcana roll. That's an 11 minus one. So <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be his, his things. He'll look around and he's like, there are many books. These books. <laughs> they have books in circles. The entire room is basically lined with like, you can see that, that there is a magic circle scribed along the, the circumference of the room, or I guess perimeter of the room, runes all over the place. You have no idea what any of them do, but all of them seem like they're magic. And if they're magic, they're probably important. If I can't kill this thing or watch it die via my own claws or my friends, I will kill it by destroying its things. How do you like this? And I would try to uh, break his stuff in front of him to crush his soul that way. Just hurt his feelings. Presumably I'm trying to attack the books and knock them off, but if the circle's what's keeping me, then I would attack the circle Absolutely. to kind of go like, oh, this'll do something. Um, Some and, but, but I'm doing it while looking over my shoulder like, you like this? Do you like me doing this action? And it's like attacking the circle. Mm-mm. He does not like that. He has no poker face whatsoever. Like, like he clearly does not like that. Give me an attack roll. Mm, that's a real confident eight. You go over and it is legitimately just you scrabbling at the wall. But I don't even see it because I'm looking back over like, mm, yeah, you like that. Get away from that kid. Don't, don't touch that. That encourages me. Yeah. <laughs> that's making, <laughs> he wants to do it more. Mud method. He is going to see what the other one is doing and go, there might be something to it, but he doesn't understand what until he's given another order, he's just going to do the last thing he did. So this is how this guy operates. Now this is the mechanic I've developed for the mud method. Yeah. So until he's been told to, to claw at something else, he's going to go, I thought we were getting this. Or I'm going to I'm gonna get this guy since we're all getting this. Oh my God, it looked like it was going to be a 20, but it was a 21, dirty 21. Finally a hit. That's definitely going to, well, oh. no. Oh. Because as you swing at him, this little kobold, no. who spends a lot of time in incredibly dangerous areas, knows one first level spell, and that spell is shield. <laughs> it goes off and you just rake across it. Here's what's funny about this method. It uses its fists. There's this little mud muffet. It's clobbering time and he's coming in. It's fist hardened just enough to like solid punch. It's not like a jab or a cross. This is, it's very much an ugly haymaker. It's a big sloppy punch. Yeah. <laughs> Mud's going to get on you because it's going to hit and like be a protective shield. <sighs> and he's going to be like, all right, I did it. I hit him. Are we still, what are we hitting now? What are we, what are we hitting? There's just this flash and a little green light and it just splatters. Steam. Steam is is the big brains of this. He's doing the big brain moves. He will go to whatever other near circle he can um, and try to attack and be like, is that gonna gonna do a thing? Get away from those. Rom, give me an attack roll at disadvantage when the steam method gets out of your uh, reach. So I have the mop in my hands. So I just swing with the end of the mop. 12 plus one is 13 for the first one. And 14 plus one is 15 for the second one. There you go. Unfortunately, yes. I swat him in midair. You hit my steamy, my hot steamy method. You, you totally hit him. Five minus one is four. Ah. Oh, it's real hissy. It's like, ah. 
He has the wet end of the mop kind of poking towards you. Oh, oh, yeah, that's double worse. That's that's real bad. <laughs> that's salt in the wound right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that I don't. Uh, Junie doesn't like it because I know I'm like mm, that's dirty too. Mm, that's bad. <laughs> Time to mop this problem up. He's gonna try to attack whatever. Give me an attack roll. He rolled a sixteen. There's a little bit of a shimmery effect. I don't know if the steam method even sees it. Aram Snoopy sees it. That stool that was like embedded in a window. When this method like rakes its claw through some of the runes, it shifts lower, like it falls further into the window and you see the other two legs that hadn't made contact yet smash into the glass. There was supposed to be a barrier there and for half a second, it faltered. It's your turn. He sees the ice method, what the ice method just did. He's got it prepped and in the chamber. So he's going to breathe fire directly at the ice method. If it gets the mud method too great, but he's focused on the ice method. I'm going to say 15 foot cone. Yeah, you can get the two of them. That is a dexterity save 13. For ice and mud. Ice is going to roll 13 plus one. Mud is going to roll... A, mm, not great, uh, five plus one. So that's a six. So mud takes full damage and so does ice because they're vulnerable. That's going to be a 12. That, that's not fun. My dexterity roll is 13 plus three is 16. He blasts in the direction of the ice method with this fire breath. The fire breath also hits the mud method and kind of like dries out all the mud around me. So I'm going to pull my feet out of this broken dust. Ice method. Don't get my frost breath back. Look around frustration and he sees that uh, like, okay, there might be something to what's going on and he wants to steal like some of this glory and he's just like, no, no. And he's going to like hiss and like just like breathe out in frustration. And there's going to be like like fog cloud. He's casting fog cloud. But it's like when you breathe out in the winter and it's just you see your breath and it's him seeing his breath until it fills the area. A 20 foot radius around us. Basically fills the room. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. A moderate wind will dispel this. But uh, for right now, it's. The, the temperature drops just below comfortable. So whatever comfortable is for people, it's there. It's not damaging, but it's enough to be like, hmm, maybe, maybe put on some socks. Truly a dangerous creature. I am the most dangerous game. I make you want to wear socks. I think he would, in the fall cloud, try to attack. Obscure the area, but he can't attack at the same time. So he's just going to be in this obscured area. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one. It'll be me. It is the dust method. There's so much shit in the air in this room right now. Yeah. And you're going to have to mop it all up at the end of this. Yeah, I'm making this room filthy. This sucks. Yeah, it's now dusty and wet. It's the worst possible combination. All right. I don't get my breath. I don't get blinding breath back. I don't get my dust half-assed attacking because now I'm not getting the effect. But hopefully, you know, I destroy enough things that when he's like comes back from the fall cloud, he's I get to go like, Haha, look what I did to your stuff. <laughs> So I rolled a 14 to hit, just attacking general wall and magical paraphernalia, accoutrement. Just, it's all getting dusted. That's what he calls it. Mud method. Uh, Everything's getting cloudy now. He just got baked. 
Uh, it's not great. He's not thrilled. He he's he knows that this is not chill. This is not super chill. Um, he does not get his breath weapon back. Um, and uh, he sees. I think he might have seen the other the, the other ones break off to go punch and kick other things. So uh, he would pick a direction and go because now it's foggy so he's just gonna go until he hits a direction i think you might get an attack of opportunity yes and he would just go are we just are we hitting we're hitting things or we're just oh, i'm gonna go hit something then we're hitting other stuff two things aram you get to make your attack roll first of all so the first roll is 19 the second roll is a 12 plus one is 13. That's still a hit. My fragile mud body. I thwack this pile of mud on the way out and that does 1d8 minus one. So two minus one is one. I just kind of nipped you. Just caught him in the foot as he's flying away. Now, Judy, I want you to roll me a d8 to pick the direction that this thing flies off in. We're going to say one is directly towards the door and then we're going clockwise. Five. Okay, so basically complete opposite direction more or less you're flying straight across the room so you wind up coming out of the fog cloud at the end of your movement and realizing that you've just gone as far as you can and you're still like another five feet away from the wall steam method uh steam method uh he he feels like victory is finally within his grasp he doesn't like that um, the ice method is obscuring his glory right now, but you know what? It doesn't matter because he's still the king. So him doing something to further his goal is still him winning. Yeah. The ice method doing something is still him winning right now. I'm tired of this damn ice method. Undermine me and just look over my shoulder and just into the steam where I know they were. I'm going to cast, I'm going to do my 15 foot cone yeah. of like scolding steam. Perfect. <laughs> This is terrible. Um, uh, so uh, him and the ice method have to roll. <laughs> Junie? Yeah? I'm going to give you the choice. Because everything is so heavily obscured, mm -hmm. you can impose disadvantage on both people or not. That's just going to be your call. And it's just going to be the fact that one of your methods will also get disadvantage if you choose to impose disadvantage. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He knows what will happen, though, if he hits the method. So that's double fine for him. <laughs> Deck save at disadvantage around. I rolled a two plus three is five. I rolled a one plus one and that's a two. So <laughs> miserable failures on both ends. There's like a half second where the steam kind of the fog like clears just enough that you can look each other dead in the eye. That's a six and the ice method is vulnerable to fire. So that's double. So the ice method just explodes. As that steam hits you, it burns. It hurts like a son of a bitch. And immediately the fog dissipates and you see the ice method slump over. Look up. I hate this school. <laughs> and it just fucking explodes. Yes. My disadvantage roll is a 12 and a 13. So that's... 10 yeah yeah 10 is the thing so you take half uh he rolled four uh slashing damage so as ice shards come out uh so you get you take two oof okay he's looking a little wounded all right so is there anyone else next to me uh no so the mud method has gone fully across the room the steam method is basically like a little ways above you up on the wall and you can see where they have been like clawing into the runes for the magic circle that basically <clears throat> keeps them in the room Right. 
Uh, if they break this, they can leave the room per just people. Even if their plan had worked, you're completely asleep and mudded to the ground and also blind. Right. They try to go out the door. They hit the door with their faces. Nothing happens. They didn't know that. They were they were, they were were confident they would walk to freedom. Yep. <laughs> there was already someone over by the window, which was damaged. I saw the mud method basically go in that direction when it left me, right? Yeah. Here's what Snoopy's going to do. Directly across from me is the mud method. Yes. To the right of me against that wall is the steam method. To the left of me is the dust method. Yes. Sake of argument, on the left wall in the window is a stool. Just embedded there. It's been thrown. That's what I'm most worried about, because that's the most vulnerable point right now. If they're going to get out, they're going to get out through that window. So I think he would direct his attention then towards the dust method. Okay. And he is going to blast that one with his breath weapon as well. And he actually is like, he's like, he sees, he, he sees all the books and he hesitates, but he's like, all right, just hits it with a cone of fire. That is a uh, DC 13 dexterity save. All right, not bad, 17. 13 damage, halved is six. Doubled because it's a dust method. Oh. To 12. It hurts, it hurts. He is not looking great. Can't leave the room until this is dealt with, so he's gonna breathe fire and remain where he is in front of the door so they can't get out the door. That brings us to uh, not the ice method because it's super dead. Uh, the dust method. Uh, the uh, dust method uh, after getting hit doesn't like it. He's like, okay, obviously breaking your stuff and attacking your stuff is getting to you. That's right. That's my goal. And then it's like almost like nails on a chalkboard. He's going to take uh, his claws and just rake them and that'll be his attack. He's going to attack more stuff. And that's a 11 to hit. <laughs> he rakes his claws with an 11. Yeah! To me, this is your stuff. I'm I'm attacking you personally by attacking inanimate objects. That's the whole thing is you're not even going for the circle because you haven't quite grasped that that was the problem. It's just claws mm-hmm. directly into a book, drag the book up the wall as if you're like oh, gutting a person. Don't do that. And just kind of realizing there is a book stuck to your hand, shaking pages everywhere mm-hmm. it's dusty everything's getting real 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 bad that is university property your university property <laughs> oh i kind of am <laughs> my contract sucks that's right he thinks i he thinks he won that argument that actually kind of wings me a bit like oh i am kind of that hurts contract negotiation opens up in a couple of weeks and the union's been really kind of talking a good game like maybe we'll get something better out of this but for now you're pretty much right yeah all right Mud. Excellent. <laughs> Mud's up. M- Mud. Mud is up. He sees that we're just being petty. So he is going to just go up to the nearest thing, presumably that stool in the, in the, the window, because I'm, that's when he's near, like mm-hmm. that general area. And he's just going to wang uh, a wall that is protected. And that's a 16. I want you to make an arcana roll at advantage for the mud method. Okay. With an advantage that's an eight (laughs) so you go over and with all of your might you hit that stool and it doesn't fucking move the swing against the stool trying to break through the window fully successful it was a good solid hit the thing is that stool 
doesn't budge properly. And that information just hits your head as, huh. And, and for fun, I rolled damage just out of curiosity. It was a, it was the min, min it was two damage. It was the lowest amount. So it, like physically, mentally, it rolled as horrible as it can roll for this attack. Really on brand for this mud oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that like, was <laughs> my favorite part of that is like that's the moment where like someone might have put together what the problem is. Yep. And he looks at the other ones and is like, are we did is, are we good? Like is this He's not even fully 100% what the end goal is supposed to be right now. He's just Scott doing lost. it. We were supposed to pin yeah. the guy down, leave through the door. That didn't happen. All of this from here on out makes no sense. Steam. He's still blurry. Uh, he is going to... You're not immobile, so attacking you is not going to be easy. I think he's going to try to use Mud Method as like like a, a shield type of thing. So he's going to use his movement to get closer to Mud Method. So it's like we can attack like in, in like a formation, but he's going to rake his claws and drag them as he goes because he's not just going to go there. He's going to go there in a real douchey way. So he's going to knock things and drag claw and, and he's going to still try to, to, to do damage to this whole space. And it does slashing and fire damage if it does hit. Oh, this place is so fucked. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. As he is like really digging in and it's like, you know, smoldery and just... Yeah. And you drag it just along the runes, just above that little line, that little inscribed ridge that defines the actual spell work. And as you're going, as the fire starts to lick out, it just carries through the rune, through that line, and the entire thing glows for about half a beat and then breaks. Mud Method has been watching steam come towards him the whole time. And then there's just a sudden noise of shattering glass as the stool just comes loose and falls through the window. The barrier that was holding it in place just fully dispelled. Huh. Snoopy. All right. Snoopy has observed two things. Yes. One, these methods want out. And two, these methods will fight each other at a moment's notice. As the steam method sails to this side of the room, gets right up next to the earth method, I am going to molt earth to make it look like the mud method is taking a swing at the steam method. Interesting. Judy, give me a con save. Oh, it looked like such a good roll, and then it just boop to a two, and so it's a three. It's not even a swing. It's just a arm, like a punch, just <laughs> sprouts out of the <laughs> Mephit's chest. It looks down at it with that expression of, huh? Huh? Who? When he turns to look at it, that's what produces the swing motion of just, that's not supposed to be there. So good. So here's the way we're going to do this. What do we think the worst case scenario DC is for this? Like if this went oh, like absolutely perfectly, what's the highest DC we would set for recognizing that this is not actually a punch? I'm thinking like a 15. It sounds right because they're so suspicious of each other and they attack yeah. each other so often. Yeah, okay. And you got a three on your con save, so we're just going to take that off. That is our representation of the fact that you are moving to like, this isn't supposed to be happening. Junie? Give me a DC 12 
insight check for the steam method to realize that this is in fact not a punch. That's a seven. That fucking muddy little son of a bitch. I always knew it. I knew he would. He was plotting the entire time. Like he's just, he was, he's ready for it. Oh no, no, no. How would you turn my little gremlins against <laughs> one another? They, they're the only ones who turn themselves against one another. How dare you? And the mud method, my sweet muddy boy, who has done nothing, <laughs> nothing to you. I think maybe he got your shoes he got dirty. Muddy, but you know, he got that's forgivable. Muddy. Yeah, it's the dust method's turn. Also, I'm going to use my move action after after that to sprint to the side of the room with the damage ruin. I know you didn't ask for it, and I know that I should, but I rolled for the dust method just out of curiosity. And he, as as he rolled two as well, he thinks that they're beefing over there. I think. Okay. Yeah. He thinks Perfect. that they're also. Yes. So I feel like the chair fell, and then all this other stuff happened. So it's almost like the steam method's like, no, I'm getting out, and they're like fighting now, and the dust method's in the corner, like, what's going on over there? <laughs> so he's just like, are we fighting this guy? Are we fighting each other now? What's going on? Just out of curiosity, do I get my my blinding breath back, please? That's a six. Yes. Okay. Finally. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a moment where we're, where we're both staring at, at this situation. And if the camera would go from me to you, to me, to you, and the camera pans out and all of a sudden I'm standing next to you and you'd be like, huh? I'm just going to like, how about, and then just mace, like, just like pocket sand, <laughs> just throw sand in your face. It's a deck save. That is a 10 plus three is 13. Yeah, so I just rudely threw dust in your face. I saw it coming this time only because you've hit me like three times with it. So I was able to close my eyes just in time. Uh, and I'm just going to awkwardly stand there and go. Uh, and if I didn't use all my movement there, I would use movement to gather with my group and the window and all that stuff. So he would move in that general direction. If there was movement, um, then there would be an attack of opportunity. Otherwise, I'd be like stuck near you awkwardly. Sure. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll give you that. If you're willing to take the attack of opportunity, then yeah, you can move towards the window. He, he would uh, awkwardly throw sand and then just go like, uh, nope, and then go. Rum, <laughs> take your swing. All right, I'll swing again with the mop. That's going to be a four plus one is five. I miss wildly. It's yeah. hard to hit dust. It's also like there's <laughs> dust in your eyes. It's not optimal mop swinging conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, mud method. Uh, he's very confused. <laughs> He's very confused right now. Uh, and uh, so there's just an open window now, right? Yeah. Um, and then the steam method is probably just coming over here and he's thinking like, oh, okay, we got here. So he would go to the window um, and probably taste fresh air for the first time. But he doesn't know what to do because he's never gotten that part of the plan. <laughs> when he goes to move away to go towards the window... The steam method gets an attack of opportunity if you so desire. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he would take it. That rude, that rude mud method. How dare he? This that muddy, fuck. muddy, yeah. muddy. <laughs> know your place. <laughs> muddy little fuck. It's a 15. He does hit. Yeah. Roll your damage. Oh, my God. Am I killing? Am I killing my sweet boy? So that's two damage. Plus the fire damage. Oh my god. Oh my god. He rolled two fire and he does four. Okay. 
So this mud method goes and and he's like, hey, are we is this where and then just like uh, the claws probably cut the vestigial like arm that is now grown out of his chest <laughs> uh, or just hit it. Um, and he's like, he's hanging on by a thread because he has one HP. Oh, wow. Jesus. I was like, all right, you go first. I'm sorry. And he just kind of holds his hands up. He could leave, but he doesn't know. So he goes to the window, freezes, and is just like, all right, go. All right, I don't know. It is the steam method's turn. He's going to uh, look at the dust method and he's just going to say, keep him busy. And he's going to fly to the window. Also taste uh, the disgustingly cool uh, fresh air once again. Uh, like for the first time, a method tasting air, but it's cool and fresh instead of like, you know, filled with uh, smoke and sulfur. He would look at the mud method and goes like, you remember your place. And he would point his claw very close to the mud method and then put it down because he still needs henchmen. He still needs he still needs goons. Everyone needs henchmen. And then he would uh, exit if he could. Yeah, absolutely. Ordering the steam, uh, the, the dust method to keep him busy. And then he would leave. Snoopy. Oh, OK, two questions. Yes. One, can I see that method still that just left the window? You can. They're about 15 feet out the window. Right. Okay. 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 Then he gets to the ruin. His plan was to run over and cast mending, but mending's going to take too long. Like the damage is too great. It's not going to work. So he turns and sees that one method flying out. And he's like, Argh! and he casts his only other second level spell. Every year on the campus in the first winter, there is a giant snowball fight. All the students pile out. They always have a big, huge snowball fight. And Snoopy loves this tradition. So he's always got one spell cocked and ready. Similix Snowball Swarm. Don't you dare. Don't you do that. Don't you take freedom from my sweet steamy boy. <laughs> a flurry of magic snowballs erupts from a point you can see within range which is 90 feet, so I should be able to do this. Each creature in a five-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw, DC 13. Oh my God, can you kill my steam method with just this? This is going to be killed. This is going to be... Is it a dex, you said? Dexterity 13. <sighs> That's a nine. These, these guys have consistently rolled less than 10. <laughs> They've been mostly 10. Like, that's it. Three dice, six cold damage. 10. Points of damage. Okay. Took out half my method, but he's still in this. He'll fly out, taste freedom. Snowballs will hit him. He'd be like, this world sucks. <laughs> he's just like, he thinks this, everything out that room sucks. <laughs> he's just, there's a bird flying. Screw that bird. All right. And then I would move into the middle of the room, not quite up to the mud method, but like getting ready to take him out next and hopefully still be able to see this little bastard because I can't let him get away. If you move, my dust method would get a get a swing at you. I still have three shield spells, so yeah, I'll do it. I'll take the risk. Big mistake because I rolled a five. <laughs> Just swing at a little 
tornado of dust. Yeah, it's just I make you more dusty. I'm just making the place dustier. I'm just making it more messy. That's all. It's my only you're, solace. You're making my job worse. You're not physically harming me, but you're emotionally harming me. Yeah, and that's still a victory, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> dust method. Go towards the window. It's like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, and he would f- go, but I would like, go up and over. So that way I don't get an attack of opportunity because I, I can fly. So I would just fly <laughs> up and over so that way he can't <laughs> swing at me. Um, He's like higher than the cobwebs that <laughs> you would be able to get with that mop. Um, And I would go, I guess, to the window if I don't have enough room to get out the window. No, you can get out the window by like five, ten feet. I would be cautiously going by the mud method, like, what is, what, what happened? What are you, and mm. the mud method will be, I don't know what happened. He just punched me in the face. I don't know what happened. He's confused. Um, so he's like suspicious, like, what? what? Okay. Well, and he's going to go, it's like, ah, it sucks out here. And he's just like, it's all bright and the air is all clean. Everything <laughs> sucks. They don't like clean air. It's all stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he saw the snowballs hit the, right. that much. So he's looking like cautiously from every direction in case snowballs balls will strike him background top to the mud method he'd see his two uh, compatriots leaving he would uh look back at the kobold uh and he's, he would shrug he's like oh, okay bye and then just go like lazily hover out of the, of the room like with one hp uh just kind of like flying out there to try to catch up he's like hold on oh, oh what's why is the air so clean what's happening where are we going <laughs> the methods float out there snoopy is left inside the room just watching as they go i've got one last option one last option i was gonna say do you have darts if you have enough yes. darts you could try to chuck a dart <laughs> This is what I'm thinking. He saw how wounded the earth one was. The earth one went right up behind the other one. I want him to bonus action gust of wind as he throws one more dart at the mud one, trying to take him out. So first off, I don't think gust is a bonus action. This is, oh, I'm just doing this as flavor, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, it's not. Gust is an instantaneous action. Oh, I don't know what level you are, but I was like sorcery point bonus action. Oh, no. Quicken spell. I do have quicken. <laughs> I'm going to spend I forgot my fucking sorcery points. Thank you. I'm going to spend a sorcery no, don't point use it against me. I'm going to spend a sorcery <laughs> point to quicken gust so I can cast it as a as a bonus action and get some extra speed behind that dart. You know what? Fine. Do it. All right. I roll for the attack is going to a natural 20. Fuck you. Plus five is 25. Okay, so you killed the, du- the mud method. It has one hit point left, so... Who was right next to. And they, and they were falling directly behind the dust one. I don't like you. I'm so upset right now. The other two methods have to make dexterity saves. Yes. All right, so are we saying they fly with their wings, or are we saying they just fly with magic bullcrap? Because the difference is, if they're restrained, they're plummeting to the ground. Right. So here's the thing. At whatever, whatever, I whatever think, D6 per foot, we're doing math. I don't, I I think I'm not here for Muffet, math. I think Mephit Flight runs on Looney Tunes logic. So I don't think they need to flap their wings, but I do think if they're restrained, they'll think they're supposed to fall. Right, right. The that makes total sense. That's so good, so good. That's not prone. That's funny, though. That is perfect. All right, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. All right, dust method. All right, you sweet dusty boy. That's a 14. That's a save. All right, steam method. All right, big big brain in charge energy. 
That's a 19. They make their saves. The mud method explodes. And they just sort of flap wide. The two remaining methods begin flying out over the quad. Snoopy is standing up on the second story window, like leaning out through a dart, got the last one. Between Snoopy, like leaning out the window, there's the snowballs explode, the mud lands on the Dean. The Dean looks up and goes, Snoopy, are you those supposed to be out here? They are not. Oh, magic missile. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you for joining us for Methods. For more information about us, notes for each episode, and ways you can help support the show, head over to killeverymonster.com. If any of the ideas we've discussed on the show have sparked some of your own, tell us about it on Twitter at KEM Podcast. You'll find me at DJ Malenfant and Aram at Aram Vardian. For ad-free episodes, early releases, bonus episodes, print-ready maps, our new audio DMs notes, and my character sheets for each encounter, head over to patreon.com slash deadghostpro. Our intro theme and many of the sound effects you hear in the show were created by BattleBards. Check them out at battlebards.com. This episode was produced by Aram Vartian and Dylan Malenfant. I also did the editing. Our guest was Juni Ruiz. You can find him on Twitter at VeryNerdyDad. And if you are anything like me and all of that information just fell right out of your head, you'll find everything you need at KillEveryMonster.com. And we'll see you next time for, for Kill, Kill Every, Every Monster. Monster. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. The ancient mountainous deserts to the south of Faerun are the places where mortals first raised great temples and unlocked powerful secrets. A kingdom once fractured by infighting has been united under the iron claw of the red dragon, Chazar. The Great Lizard's quest for immortality has become an all-consuming obsession. His need for worshippers has set him on a path against the old gods of these lands, and they will not go quietly. An unlikely cabal of deities has banded together to undermine Jazar and ensure that their temples remain protected and active. 
They've traced tendrils of fate to preferred timelines, then selected five mortals who had the best chance of bringing those futures to fruition. You will take on the role of one of these chosen in Death to the Dragon King. Find out more about this Start Playing Games campaign and all of my other available games at aram.gay.